Burner Phone is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. <laughs> Welcome to Burning What's up, guys? We have a very special episode of Burning in Hell with my husband. Sorry, I didn't mean to say it like that. Is is that my intro now? Desmond Bishop. We are in West Hampton together. He just went to a Giggly Squad show in Huntington. Was that your first Giggly Squad show? Yeah. How was it? I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was good. I enjoyed it. You were watching the Mets game. No, to be honest, I was more conscious of... um, distracting page <laughs> because she was very adamant that uh i don't watch and they were like oh no you can just watch on the vip seats but i was like really in her eyeline <laughs> and because like, i kept turning to see if you were laughing and you were laughing yeah but then you know some audience members were coming up one woman brought me a guinness <laughs> and i was like i don't drink and she was like oh well uh, it's for your second family. So it was another <laughs> second family joke. And uh, so after a while, I just felt like maybe it, it was like, because I was on my own in that whole section. So it was like a little, I felt like a little, like it was a distraction. Well, my favorite part is in Q&A, we got a very good question asking us, what is the biggest ick we get from each other's partners? Correct. And when it was her turn, she was making like direct eye contact with you, right? No, the opposite. I wasn't there. Oh, you weren't there, but she knew I you were in the I ran out, building. but it was too late. I, I was, I ran out to to try to give her a thumbs down to say <laughs> like, "Don't be such a wuss." <laughs> like, come on, step up. She literally was like, she wouldn't. She said there was nothing. She, she was like, she wouldn't give most, an ick. She goes, he is the most perfect husband in the world. Yeah. I, which you know what? She does actually love you and feels that way. But um, she could have definitely come up with an ick. It was. I was disappointed, and and I was actually in the at the when when that was going on. I was in the room watching on the screen <laughs> with all the staff from <laughs> the venue, and. Uh, so I was like a little self-conscious because I was like, what is she going to say? And I was more self-conscious just because they'd all be looking at me, you know, like, so like it was like on me. Right. So then she balked and I was like immediately to them. I was like, oh, my God, come on. You got to say something. So I ran down hoping to just like get her attention to be like, OK, come on. Like I wasn't I wasn't trying to be part of the show, but I wanted her to know, like, say a nick. Mm-hmm. She didn't. Because I told pro- her afterwards she could have said, like, he's not circumcised or something. Yeah. No, so it was, a, it was a, it, that that was disappointing. But it, it was a it was a fun show. And by the way, you didn't hesitate. You were like, "Oh yeah, Craig, he's got a wonky finger." <laughs> the thing is, we don't hold back on anything in that show. So when she started like pitter pattering, I was like, "Oh my god, it's because Des is in the building." But she doesn't know if you would have if she would have came at you, you would have like respected her for life. Yeah, it was disappointing, but it was fine. But was I do fine. think overall, were you impressed by the show? 
Yeah, babe, like as if I'm going to say no on, on the podcast. Like, no, it was terrible. You guys suck. I don't know what these millions of people around America are seeing you guys. Come on. How much do I have to do for a compliment around here? Okay. <laughs> Listen, you married your father. You're coming to the wrong place for praise. <laughs> well, speaking of father, you are currently a father to a foster dog. Uh, well, yeah, I'm fostering. We're, we, we. We. Hannah likes to always say Des is fostering. Because <laughs> whenever you're like. Hannah. Hannah very much likes to be married in certain situations and then in certain situations she loves to not be married um well we have our foster dog abby hannah likes to say things like she's decentering men from her life when she's trying to like get in with the gen z girlies you know babe it is fully possible to decenter men while you're married yeah but but we are fostering abby we're fostering abby pocket pit Oh, we have no idea how she's not adopted yet. We got so she's this thirty-five-year-old pound, cuddly, beautiful, sweet little baby. If you're looking for a perfect partner, <laughs> and you you want to decenter men from your life, and you want a girl named Abby in your life, and you live in Long Island or New York, she could be perfect for you. Yeah, now we fostered a lot of dogs. I I fostered a lot of dogs even b- b- before I met you. I'd just begun fostering dogs. I was fostering Flynn when we met, but. We, since we've been together, have fostered a lot of dogs together, but Abby has been the easiest. She's amazing. And it's, it's, it's crazy because she's actually probably the dog that's been in the shelter the longest. Which makes no sense. Makes no sense. And, you know, she's the, the, the website is alphabetical for the dog's names. Yeah. So when you, when you go on the site. Abby. Abby's there, number one. And so I've seen her mm-hmm. tons of times. Mm-hmm. And eventually, when they told me she was available, I was like, what's wrong with her? Because she's been there for so long. I, I You start to just assume mm. that, there must, that she must be problematic. Because Abigail, yeah. who comes right after her, we know that she's problematic. <laughs> yeah. She's been there like nearly Maybe two years. Maybe some people are confusing her with Abigail. No, but just we know that Abigail is an Wait, issue. this is reminding me of dating apps. You know, like after you get out of a relationship, you go back on and there's the people who still are yeah, you there. you keep seeing them, especially on Raya. <laughs> like on Raya, it'll be like the same people. I was like, huh, Malcolm Gladwell again? <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> Not for Albert me. Albert Einstein, really? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway. Uh, Benjamin Franklin, you're so popular, you can't find one date. But it's true. I feel like Hinge would even put generic men that would always be on it that like weren't real, but they were like hot, normal looking guys just to be on it. But it is funny. There's some people who'd be like, hey, you're back here again. They're like, yeah, how you doing? And I'm like, good, still not attracted to you and they're like yeah me neither like jail <laughs> what, 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 what had you in this time hinge jail that's so yeah, what true. had you in this time well <laughs> fuck boy thought he was a real thing <laughs> <laughs> fuck boy thought it was a real thing turned out he was an asshole <laughs> I, I deleted the apps and everything <laughs> guy wanted me to convert to judaism Forgot i couldn't Oh, God. Yeah, so those are the old days. Well, we uh, don't want to bring Abby back to the shelter, so go to SouthamptonAnimalShelter.com. Check her out. This might be a sign. So some people submitted questions for us. Wonderful. This is a cute one. Okay, question from the audience. Favorite meal to eat together and favorite movies to watch together? <laughs> F- favorite meal to eat together? Yeah. I mean, I guess our fa- our go-to... Our go-to is Mexican, I think. Like we, we've plenty that we go, but mm-hmm. our go-to is Mexican. Mm-hmm. If we're going together, we're probably going Mexican. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And then you, you, I feel like you're. 
when your highest percentage immediate thought when we go to Uber Eats is probably Thai. But that's not mine. It's not. So that's more like when I have a solo night. But I like Thai. Yeah. But I, but I wouldn't my, put it on you. It's not my go-to. I feel like we have, depending on where we are, we have our na- naughty orders. Like when we're in West Hampton, we get chicken parmesan. Well, we get Tanino's, but that's more to do with the fact that they're the location. deliverers. Yes, true. We, we're very limited in our options here. And when we're hungry, we want it fast. But in New York, we do love Mexican. It does show how close we are emotionally and physically. We're, 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 we're fans of Peruvian. We love a Peruvian. We, we love a P.O.P.O. 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 If we're going to order together, we love a P.O.P.O. Mm-hmm. In the morning, we love an acai bowl. <laughs> so we will order an acai bowl together. If we're going to watch tennis, if we're going to watch round four uh, of the Czech Open, you know, if we're going to watch round four of some <laughs> low-level tournament, you know, Slo- the Slo- Bratislava. Yeah, yeah. Bratis- Bratislava uh, Masters. Um you know, when we're watching like the, the rank 30th player. So Des lets me have the tennis channel on during the whole day, unless there's a Mets game. Unless the Mets game is on. So it, so in the morning, we, we're, we're not afraid to order an acai bowl, mm-hmm. but because usually we, with peanut butter. Because we both work at night, like a lot of the time, Des will have late night spots or I might have spots at night. We hang out and like to get our main meal a lot of the times for brunch in the Lower East Side. So that is like our date night. Yeah, I like the way brunch. that you 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 said that in a way as if we woke up at similar times. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we both work late, so but Des is still up at the crack of dawn like a farmer. So uh, Des gets upset because I can naturally get sixteen hours of sleep if I wanted, and he can't. No, because that's I, not I, how I his body farmer, is. I have, a, I have a farmer's body clock, man. I you know. Are you I'm a up, farmer? I'm feeding the cat. Are you a farmer, farmer, or a hunter? Uh, babe, that's an in-joke. You <laughs> forgot that they don't have the context. So uh, I get up, I feed the cat, I feed the animals. I'm, I'm a farmer. Well, I feed the animals. Farmer uh, does so it. yeah, so I'm going to say Mexican number one. If you're a farmer, then what am I? Uh, the farmer's wife. <laughs> Very simple. <laughs> Very simple. Uh, so um, yeah, and then movie-wise, we're not, you know, it's funny. We're not, we don't, we're not, great we don't we're not simpatico mm-hmm. on the tv stuff we're not that compatible we, we find we find some shows that we really get into together mm-hmm. but it's hannah loves the crime you love the docs i like documentaries but not the type of documentaries that that you like what kinds do you like well i mean i like it's it's easier to focus on the ones that you like because you're the big doc person mm-hmm. so you like true crime stuff which is fine if if, if i sit down with you I'll get into it. Des hates, which I love, random musicians' documentaries of them on the rise and how they became famous. Because they're all puff pieces, and they're all basically the same, but just with a different person. It's like them in the Uber, you know, with the flashes of the paparazzi, and them being like, I just want to love myself. And I love that shit. I eat it up all day. Yeah, so I cannot do the puff piece music docs. <laughs> I just love seeing how people's dreams come true because I'm a dreamer and I love to see people find happiness but then realize they're still sad. But like, for example, like I love the Defiant ones. I love the, the Dr. Dre, Jimmy yeah. Iovine documentary. So we will occasionally be a Venn diagram with certain yeah, things. Yeah, no, we didn't watch that one together. But like, there, so there are some docs that I love. You know uh, I interviewed his daughter on Burning I, I I absolutely know. 
Jade Ivine. Don't miss out on that, guys. Great episode. She's very funny. So, uh, so when Hannah wants to go dock, generally I don't watch. I will get sucked in. Yes. You know, like we started trying to watch the Menendez brothers thing yesterday. It wasn't it wasn't great actually, no. but uh, but generally I am. But let's so let's do the flip side. You didn't stick with Succession. You don't have the same level of patience. <laughs> To get sucked into some of the great series of modern I've never time. watched great Breaking Bad. I've never you watched. You didn't stick with Breaking Bad. You didn't watch <laughs> the last episode of Game of Thrones. But I'm also a little rebel. I feel like part part of me gets off on like if once something gets too popular, I say, you know what? I'm yeah, watch that's it. just immaturity. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like grow up. No, that's like my like Brooklyn side. It's like, oh, it's so mainstream. I'm not going to watch it. But instead, I'm watching like every generic documentary that's ever been made. But this is the thing. Succession, I really feel like it's the same scene every time. And I could literally like the writing so good. I'm like, every character is exactly the same in every scene. Yeah, I know, which is, that's that's a fine criticism, except that every one of these puff piece music documentaries are the same too. But, I, you know, like, you get into the characters, mm-hmm. but I am totally fine with you not liking Succession, but mm-hmm. that would be an example of something that we tried to watch together and you just didn't stay with it. And there was other ones too. What was the other one that you didn't stay with? I, I, I ended up going ahead of you on another thing that you didn't. That you didn't... It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We did get on... Do you remember we were watching all those crime... Sh- Scandinavian crime yeah, shows? Yeah, the Noir. Scando Noir. That was, that was an intimate time for us. We well, that, really connected. Yeah. Well, we found some good ones. The problem is that it wasn't, a, it wasn't, wasn't an infinite amount. We, re- we kind of ran out we of ran them. ran out of them. Also, the Korean um, horror no, ones. Squid Game we watched. Squid Game. But then we watched a couple. Well, we tried. We tried. We didn't find another good one, right? No, we haven't found another good no, one. No, but we did Squid Game together. We did. Yes. Yeah. So we, we I, so we have we have some good. Also, stuff. a fun fact about Des is he loves a horror movie. Is that a fun fact? It is. It's a very. I feel like people who love horror movies, uh, they're interesting creatures. Something. I love just, horror, but it's hard to get a good one these days, man. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of like you know what it's like. I I need the the fentanyl equivalent of horror. Oh. Like I've I've gone to like, like I can't even get high off heroin anymore. I need I need fentanyl, and it's just hard to find horror. Fentanyl. Did you like Smile? That was like the most recent one we watched. The Smile. Smile one. was good for most of it. It got stupid yeah. at the end, but I have to say there was there was a, a lot of that was good fun. Actually, yeah. Smile, Smile. You know, See, I enjoy. I don't like gory. I like creepy. And sometimes, like if someone sprains an ankle, I'm out. Well, that's if, why we couldn't watch that. That Lord of Yellow Flies. Jackets. Yeah, the Lord Someone of the Flies. Broke a, a leg, and I was like, "I'm done. I'm done. I'm done." So, we actually need to work on that in our relationship. We don't. We're good. We we we. Well, you, the good you, news is you like watching stuff at two a.m. when I'm passed out, <laughs> and you watch it at six a.m. Uh, yeah. So the the few things that we watch together, often I would just get caught up in the morning. Yes. Okay. This is a this question is a little intense. But hey, can I just throw it down for your listeners? My recommendation, if you're looking for something, is Severance, which I had never heard of, Severance. and somebody recommended it, and it was so good. So, what's it about? It's 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 a I guess it's kind of Black Mirror type. Ooh, I like that. So it's 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 about um, people that uh, join a program where their brain gets severed, not not physically severed, but uh, when they're at work, they have no awareness of the rest of their life. <gasps> And then when they're in the rest of their life, they have no idea what they do for a living. <gasps> so just for that eight hours of work, 
They're they're completely. Did the government do that to make people? It doesn't focused? matter. The rest is up to you watching. The, the I can't say anything else. Also, people don't talk about enough the stress of making your partner watch something with you and being too obsessed with if they're enjoying it or not for you to enjoy watching it. Yeah, that's like when you're like, yo, you have to watch this movie. and then <laughs> Or you look at this YouTube clip and the whole time you're like, oh no, he's not giggling. <laughs> Wasn't that, isn't it? I think there's like a fame, isn't there a cute video of like Kermit the Frog and some other Muppet and he's like, you like it, right? You like it? <laughs> he, you know, but I can't remember. No, like I can, but I get the ultimate joy is experiencing it with you and you enjoying it, but then you not enjoying it will ruin everything for me. But I do like to watch something I've watched through the lens of you. Like, is it good? Anyway, that's my own issues. What 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 have you watched through the lens of me? Just out of curiosity. I mean, even last night, like I've watched the Menendez thing and, and you were like, oh, I'm interested in this. And it was with the Menudo thing, but it started and it was not a well-made documentary. Well, it was interesting at the beginning, but then it just got too like reality into the TV type. long interview. Oh God, yeah, and I noticed that, but I was hoping that you still enjoyed it. And I was looking over, and then you f- you fell asleep, so that answered my question. What does listening to your own intuition look and feel like to you, Brene Brown? Is that actually a Brene Brown question? No. I, you know. I, I don't I don't actually have an answer to that because I think I intuition is overrated. <laughs> you think intuition's overrated? I, I do, yeah, because I I think uh, you know we, we're not aware of when it's intuition and when it you know, we have no idea what's really influencing us. So I don't have a ton of faith in the concept of intuition. So you don't listen to your own intuition. I I, I just. I just think that we're not we're not uh, free in terms of our thinking and in terms of mm. what we think is our intuition. Mm. I'm not saying that I don't listen to it, but I'm I'm also saying that like I don't I don't really have the the faith that mm. people have in their intuition because I think that we also have a lot of uh, confirmation bias around mm. our intuition. So when thing works out, something works out, you're like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. But when it doesn't work out, you know, you're not, you know, or or if it doesn't work out, you go, you know what? I, I thought that I shouldn't do that and I did it and now I feel bad. So I'm, I, I, my personal take mm-hmm. is uh, intuition is overrated. I like your hot take on that. I would say that, listen, you more know when things are wrong like it's not so black and red, white like this is perfect this is not it's more like you know when you're kind of in a place that isn't for you versus when things are going better but the universe doesn't know like is this one decision going to make or break your life it's never like that it's more like constantly just leaning towards what you think feels right to you i mean what i will say uh, whatever about intuition is that if we can, and this is aspirational, this is not something that I live by, mm-hmm. it's something that I wish I lived by better, is if you took uh, the time in your life every day or every week to try to be better aware of what you're feeling and how it affects you and mm. how it affects your thinking. Mm. You know, if you just had a little bit more sort of like emotional awareness mm. uh, and and also maybe just a ton, a, a touch of freedom from acting on your emotion that that would help you to have a, a more trustworthy intuition is this but about I would me cons- pmsing 
I would no. I would consider my intuition. <laughs> I would consider my intuition to be sullied. It's funny because I consider, like, you're the person I go to who I know will always like give it to me straight. But that's because I'm giving you an objective point of view on, you know, s- some situation. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not intuition. It's just yeah. like I'm trying to. I'm I'm literally just. Often, because you're in a, a business that I've been in for a long time, mm-hmm. I'm often literally just sharing with you my experience and wisdom, which, by the way, is not always the correct advice for your situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, I, I, I'm coming to it from that point of view, not from an intuition. I'm not, I'm not coming to it from, I feel mm-hmm. like this is <laughs> the right thing for you. I'm coming to it like, well, I've, this is the... It's more the, logical. Yeah. I do think that sometimes... I I am not very self-aware of myself because I've done a lot of numbing to survive things, especially bring up tennis. You haven't brought it up yet, but I did play tennis. And so you don't feel nerves. You don't feel tired. You just tell yourself, I'm fine. I'm fine. But that's actually not good as you grow up. You have to be like, are you okay? And I, I like won't even know if I have a fever. Like sometimes I'm very disconnected with myself. And once a therapist told me to write down every day, like my feelings, because I was like, I think I'm like allergic to cheese. And she's like, are you? And I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes I have (laughs) ice cream and I shit myself. Sometimes I have ice cream and I don't. So I don't really know. But I've never actually tracked anything. So I don't know. You mean you never actually did like therapy worksheets? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like she gave it to me and I was like, "Mm, I don't, there's too much going on. I mean, I have to say, in the earlier parts of my my recovery, my my getting sober and staying sober, I did a lot of that. Mm. In more recent times, not as much, but mm-hmm. I did a lot of that. Was it helpful? On. Well, it is helpful because, okay, everything to you is anxiety. <laughs> like you, 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 you kind of only have one word to describe almost all emotion and depression. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I would say that there are there are broader feelings like fear and mm. sadness mm. and loneliness and you know th- th- I, I think there's just a broader spectrum of feelings that perhaps um, you know yeah. one could be aware of but I, I don't want to make it that that sounds like it's a criticism of you but what 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 I mean is there was a time where I was asked a lot to identify yes. what was it that I was feeling and then whether this is good or bad therapy then it would be try to find what's behind that feeling. Yes. Now, I don't know where it's at in 2023 in terms of what good therapy is, but mm-hmm. back then it was very inner child. It was what's the what's the 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 memory, what's the what's the what's programmed into mm. you that's behind you feeling that way yeah. in this situation. And I did a lot of that. Paige and I, we were actually talking about how her therapist was telling her to normalize like, "Oh, you feel frustrated? Maybe that's cuz you're human." And you're in a situation that's frustrating and let's sit in it Mm. and it's okay to be frustrated Mm. and not take it as every time you feel an emotion that isn't like excited and happy, it's the end of the fucking world. Mm. And I, and that's also the concept of stoicism that I need to work on. I I bought a book about it a while ago. I haven't read it, but it's like, I love the highs and lows similar to like an addict where like, I like to chase the highs and then the lows happen and then the highs, but it's like, you get some real fucking control if you are okay sitting in like a contentness and you're not chasing dopamine hits and stuff. Yeah, but th- that is that stoicism? 
Is that what that book is? You haven't read? Well, it, I, right? had a, I didn't read it. Yes, I, 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 I don't. I, I don't know if that's stoicism. Stoicism is about being like okay with the the mundane and not getting too high and low. I mean, I, my personal uh, take on stoic is more just sort of being a bit non-feeling or sort of mm. a bit cold in, in a situation. But let's they not were focus on it in a positive let, way. Let, yeah, yeah. Let's let's focus more on. What what you mentioned is definitely good, is mm-hmm. to be content with. But you started it by saying it's okay to be frustrated. That, mm-hmm. that I think, is is the thing that's more, like, let's not jump off of that. Because that is definitely something that we used to do a lot back in the day, which was, like, sit in it, feel it. Yeah. Be okay with feeling it, rather than immediately thinking, how can I get out of it? But how do you know sitting and feeling in it isn't you just like spiraling in it and making it worse? Well, that's that's funny because that's the in the early recovery days, the way people talked about feelings was as if they could like destroy you. Yeah. You know, uh, whereas I used to think I don't really know what I think anymore, but I I. I my thinking back in the day was that, you know, you could sort of learn slash become more comfortable with that feeling and it eventually would have less power over you. Ooh, that's powerful. Maybe that's what the stoicism is. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, because I had a lot of fear of my own feelings when it came to tennis. I was very scared of getting nervous, which as a result, I'd be more nervous. I didn't trust my own brain. So I would try to like run away from it. But obviously it would almost felt like a dirty little secret that I had that I was nervous and then it would always come out on the court. So it's kind of like, yeah, when you keep something a secret or you're scared of it, it actually like grows the energy towards it instead of just facing it. Did I ever tell you the story about when we used to do these guided meditations? No. I mean, so like in the early days of recovery, we were all so obsessed with therapy. And so we were so you know you have sponsors in the program right so i had this sponsor who was big into like like guided meditations and like whether he was qualified or not i found them very helpful (laughs) i just found some guy at the bar (laughs) no i found them very helpful personally right yeah and like it would always be just and and it, it you've you've probably done them yourself you know visualization stuff Get your body relaxed. Go through your feet up to your head, right? So everything's relaxed. Then, you know, what do you see? And then it would basically be sort of like driven by your thoughts, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, you're trying to get to a place where maybe you could unlock some trapped emotion, some some pain that's behind your frustration or your addiction. You know, basically, you're just trying to grow. That, mm-hmm. w- that was the ultimate goal back in the day. Mm-hmm. But... Even though I definitely wasn't qualified, when I started sponsoring some guys after I had a few years of, you know, sobriety, being clean, and I was sponsoring some guys, I would just do the same thing. Now, listen, this wasn't rocket science. This was basically like getting people relaxed and then just being like, what do you see? It's a journey. It was always like a journey thing. Mm-hmm. But you're trying to use that visualization to get to a place. But, uh, you know, you'd be dealing with a lot of guys that went through some tough shit. Like, yeah. Like, you know, like I, I had one guy. He's, a, he's still a friend of mine today. Is this a HIPAA violation? He, no, no. <laughs> but he's still a friend of mine today. But you know, he he had a tough he had a tough life, a much tougher life than me. 
So we're doing a visualization. It's going great. And he's very eager. You know, he's very like, he wants to like get, you know, he just wants to like do anything possible to just make sure he doesn't go back to like addiction. And uh, he got to a place in a visualization and it's always like a door or like, I've done this with loads of people. Mm -hmm. It was always like a door or some water. There was always some, some step. There was some sense of breaking through. Mm. And him specifically, but I remember other people too. One was a lake and one was a door and they would not go in because they thought that if they went through there, that they would not be able to handle what they see on the other side. Fear. Yeah, but they they thought it would consume them. Mm -hmm. They thought that unlocking that would be too much, which is why I think it was maybe in hindsight, because I was young, a little irresponsible because we were, I I certainly wasn't qualified, but this was just like, you know, in the steps, it Mm -hmm. talks about prayer meditation. We we had this in the meditation category. This was Mm -hmm. like a meditation, right? So anyway, this is a very long answer to people often come to a place where they think that they will get consumed by emotion or the truth Mm -hmm. or some sense of, this is the thing that I'm hiding from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I certainly was there. Mm-hmm. I should have used myself as an example also, because when I was doing it, I remember getting to that place and, and being afraid mm-hmm. of, of like, I think for me it was a door. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but it was just, it was, it was uncanny how everyone came to something to step through, yeah. which is fucking weird because like we're not, I'm not qualified. And it's like the unknown after that. Well, I, 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 I think it's. I don't. Yeah, you know, I have to go back, but I think most people, including myself, probably, aren't afraid of the unknown. Mm. They're afraid of mm. opening the door to the known, the that thing that you've been, been hiding from. Because yeah. don't forget, every single person I'm talking about, including myself, is somebody that was battling with active addiction. Yes. So it's like. What the fuck are we hiding from? Yeah. What were what are we, we hiding numbing? from that we were numbing so hard, Best. you know, to the point where we're destroying ourselves rather than having Basically. a look at what's behind the door. Wow. That is so fucking powerful. I, it's so- But I do want to point out that it may have been irresponsible behavior in terms of like, now when I think about people's mental health, I probably would have been a touch more careful. Yeah. In saying that, everybody had a positive experience like everybody grew i think everyone could benefit from a basic meditation but yeah if you start saying too much stuff into where they should go yeah everybody grew and i also have to say that everybody in this sort of core group of people we all were seeking either were either were at the time or very soon after we're like seeking like professional you know like people that had knowledge we weren't just like we weren't out there like the blind leading the blind yeah we were always like trying to touch base with people who had uh, you know qualifications but i do think for people listening who may not be alcoholics or have abusing drugs it's such an interesting thing to talk about because everyone has like a vice they go to when they don't want to feel their feelings whether it's going on amazon shopping sprees (laughs) whether it's you know swiping tiktok like everyone does it in a different way some is just more self-harm than others 
but anything to the extreme is dangerous but it's so interesting when you said it's not the unknown that's scary it's the known that you don't want that you've been running from often burner phone is brought to you by progressive insurance what if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast with progressive it is just visit the progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want you'll see progressives direct rate then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare all you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Do you ever get weird dreams? I mean, I'm not a big dream guy. I have this recurring dream that I had last night where I always... (laughs) Not to bring up tennis. Babe, you gotta... But it's it is a big it's a it's a deep trauma of my life. I have this dream that it's the last day of my last match that I'm playing before I'm retired from college tennis and it's always like can I do one more thing to change things? Like do I can I do something so I don't regret it? Like I still feel like I if I had done something differently things would have been different. And it's like I find myself in that place all the time, that last match. What can I do in this last match? I still have a chance. And it's just, it's a very uncomfortable, weird feeling. Then you wake up and you're like, oh, that's an old dream I had 10 years ago. Let's move on. Let's go about our day. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not your therapist. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not going to be able to sort that out. But, you know. Listen, I, I, I you, you, you want to know whether people think it was a great movie or not? But I, I think one of the most powerful scenes in cinema, I don't think it's, I don't think it gets enough credit, is the scene. You're going to say where, Inception? No, I was going to say, don't interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> Inception? Like what? God damn it, man. <laughs> Because I was talking about dreams. No, I, I, I'm not a big dream guy. No, I was going to say that I think one of the most, in, in relation to what we're talking about, especially one of the most powerful scenes in cinema is when Robin Williams has Matt Damon and he challenges him to say, it's not your fault. It's not my fault. And he doesn't want to fucking say it. And he gets real fucked up about it. I just think it's really good writing because Matt Damon is like, fuck you, man. Like, fuck you. And he's like, it's not your fault. And he's like, get the fuck away from me. And it's like, he's got him. He knows that's the spot. He's at the spot. He's at the fucking, the mm-hmm. pus. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to pop this fucking blister. Mm-hmm. And then it's not your fault. And then eventually he's Matt. He's at the door. Matt Damon. Exactly. That's, but that's what I feel. And then Matt Damon fucking breaks down mm-hmm. because he's been carrying whatever the fuck is going on for him. His shitty childhood. You know what I mean? Like, his anger, his his intellect the way he hides behind his intellect like all these fucking masks and things that he's doing to protect himself from whatever the fuck he's hiding from Mm -hmm. fucking robin williams has got him like in the corner Mm -hmm. it's like it's not your fault and then eventually fucking matt damon breaks down and i was like yo i have been there bro Mm -hmm. i have not wanted to fucking let it go and then you let it out and it's like but it's such a fucking release what's the name of the movie again Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, I think that definitely goes down as one of the greatest scenes. 
I, I, that, that's just a great yeah. scene of mental health and just like letting shit go. Cause a lot of people don't want to let it go. I not, I know you're not my therapist, but I've obviously talked to my therapist about it. And she gets to the point where she was like, what if you didn't do anything wrong? And I was not like, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and she's like, what if everything happened? I was supposed to be, and it wasn't your fault. What happened to you? And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. But then that's saying that I'm not superwoman and I can't overcome everything. Well, listen, man, it's, 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 it's not logical. You have to get there on an emotional level. You have to realize like it doesn't, it really doesn't matter. But you know, I, I'm not your therapist, babe. That's, you gotta, I just can't wait for all the fucking podcast comments. She's still going on about <laughs> Fucking deal with it. Now her, even her husband is over it. <laughs> but I think everyone, tennis is the simple. But also like dreams, here's, now, I, I think that you do have some issues there. But I also <laughs> want to point out that, like, the fact that you dream about it, babe, so the Irish, leaving high school to go to college in Ireland, it's called a leaving certificate. It's the hardest exam anyone will ever do. Like, yeah. I had dreams about the leaving cert for 20 fucking years. <laughs> I, I, like, it, it, it's, how long have I been? I, I did it in 93 and 94. I had to fucking repeat it. That's how yeah. hard it is, right? So 93 and 94, you know, what are we? So I'm nearly 20 years, right? Yeah. It's a simple. That's how bad I am at math. But uh, I, I dreamt about that for fucking years. And I it's still a symbol think. symbol of anxiety. I still think that every now and then I will have a dream where I'm about to sit the leaving cert and I'll be like, I have not studied. Like, I know that in recent times I have had dreams where I decided to go back. Mm-hmm. And do the leaving cert, whatever reason, like get a better leaving. <laughs> and I'll be like, yo, I fucking haven't st-. like, yeah. like it's still. So I also think that a lot of it is just like muscle memory. Like, yeah. it's, it's not always just deep emotional pain. It's also just like when you I spent the majority my- of your life playing tennis. So it comes up in do your Do you know dreams. when I close my eyes at night, sometimes I'm, I just, I'm hitting a ball. Like that's just how I go to sleep is like a rally. Like I'm just hitting. Anyway, that was really deep and great, babe. Um, to get a little lighter, a listener wants to know, should I date the really nerdy nice guy and take a break from hot fuckboys? <laughs> I used to have a joke about this. What do you say? But the context is very Irish. So in Gaelic football, um, so it, it's just it's a lot to explain, but in Gaelic games, if you put it in the goal... It's three points, but if you put it over the bar, between the posts, mm-hmm. but you put it over the bar, it's one point, right? So there's an expression in Gaelic games, take the points and the goals will come. In other words, like, don't always go for the goal because it's harder to get a goal. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you keep putting it over the bar, there'll be a moment where the goal is not that tough, you know? Mm-hmm. So the joke always was, my dad was terrible with emotions and any awkward conversations, but he would love the GAA. So one day I said to him, I was like, Dad, um, there's this girl... She's okay, but she loves me. <laughs> and there's this other, there's this other hot girl, uh, uh, and I think I might have a chance with her. But if I go for the other, I, but I don't know. But if I go for this girl, then I'll never have a chance with the hot girl. And he said, "Take the points, and the goals will come." So my <laughs> advice is, <laughs> I didn't know where that was. Oh, going. really? No, because I didn't know if it was going to be the other way. Like, go with the nice guys, and the hot guy will come, or go with the hot guys, and maybe you'll get a nice guy. <laughs> So, so basically, my advice to her is, it, uh, if the if if the nerdy guy is into you and and you're curious, t- take the points. The goals will come. The goals are when the hot guy is actually not an asshole. I totally agree with you because you'll never know what it's like to be with the nice nerdy guy 
or it'll always just be made up in your head, give yourself a chance. He like if you're in college, he will do your homework for you. That'll be great. But and especially if you're in your 20s, it's about researching what kind of people are right for you. I mean, it goes back to my joke that I always say, like, the media tells you what kind of guys are supposed to be, like, the wanted guys, like, Disney princes or, like, the guys in the high school um, stupid movies where it's, you know, the guy who's, like, bullying people and you're like, he's hot. <laughs> so figure out what kind of guys right for you. Also, the nerdy nice guys could have huge cocks. And they also tend to make more money long term. Yeah, those nerdy nice guys in their 40s are the ones with the yachts. Yeah. Go for the fucking, the Tim Cook. You don't want the guy like raising awareness. The CTE ones, they don't always long-term work out. Someone wrote, no question, but you guys are honestly a vibe. <laughs> vibe. Des, do you know what a vibe means? I, I, I know what a vibe means, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I think you're unsure what's a Gen Z thing and what has been around for 200 years. <laughs> A vibe is not a recent phenomenon. Sorry, I'm just like really in with the Gen Zs right now. Um, are you guys good at traveling together? We're very good at traveling together. We're pretty perfect we're, at traveling we, Yeah, together. like we're, we're, that's that's where we thrive. Well, Des is stressed out and I'm too calm. <laughs> I mean, I don't get that stressed. I'm just like on You're it. on it. Yeah, I'm just on it. I don't, I don't get, you know, uh, there, there, there are certain things that stress me out. Tra- traveling, we're pretty good with. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if I was too type A trying to take the reins with traveling, we could butt heads potentially. I, I uh, Well, try taking the reins. <laughs> the one thing I'm confident of is that's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> because like, you're just not, you're, you're, you're you know, you, you, you would literally be like, uh, we're going to Paris. And Hannah would be like, can we stop off in Beijing? <laughs> <laughs> The, the geography is just like a little off. Just it's whenever like, I is, propo- is, is, is t- can we go to Thailand on the way? Whenever <laughs> I propose something, I just need to know it's going to work because it's a it's a risk. If I'm like, let's stop at this restaurant, I'm like, please be fucking open. Um, and also, you know, the the the, the other good traveling wise with us, which is good, is that like we're both not big like like a lot of stuff on a on a day's itinerary type of people, mm-hmm. you know, and. Uh, I mean, the only negative sometimes when we're traveling is you like to sleep late. I mean, I, 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 I make that my benefit. I go to a coffee shop and have some time to myself in the morning. But every now and then when it's like, if, if there is something specific that we want to do, if it has to do with waking up early, that's like an issue with you, which is never an issue with me. Yeah. So probably every now and then when we're in a, like, a, like a Tulum type situation, if it's like, do you want to go on a boat and go snorkeling? You'll be like, what time do we have to wake up? No. I'm good. Thank you. Thank- that's why if we go to the West Coast, sometimes bitch is on her shit. I'm up at 7 a.m. ready to go. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do when we go to Paris where suddenly you're six hours ahead and you're going to be like 6 p.m. Like, is it time to get up? <laughs> Kill, Mary fuck. Italian food, Asian food, Mexican food. Oh, my God. It's just, I'm not... I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> oh, it's too lowbrow for you? No, but just like, it's. I like all those foods. There's just no need. <laughs> there's no need for that. But I, I mean, I appreciate that they took the time to ask the question, but there's, ju- there's just no need. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to go onto the house floor and I'm going to say, I think we need a law that's passed that says we don't need to decide on which of these three are better because they're all good. 
How do we stay connected when touring on the road so much? I mean, we're just on the phone. We're v- Someone also asked, do we text and call a lot? It's a call lot of a lot. calls. A lot of calls. A lot of calls. Texting is-, is very Gen X in that way. <laughs> yes. But no, I always, like, if a guy was not on the phone with me, I was like, mm, there's something up. I didn't like it. I want to talk to people on the phone. E- we'll talk on the phone for 30 seconds just to be like, hey, hi, hey, how you doing? Miss you, bye. And I think it's powerful as a... You know, texts, I don't, we don't, we don't think, there's no strategy. No, but I, I spent most of my life away from my loved ones. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably dysfunctionally comfortable with being apart from people. But at the same time, I, I think that we're both comfortable knowing that, like, if we're apart for a period of time, we're going to be together soon. And it's not like a big deal. I mean, we're never apart for that long. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did have that sort of five week stretch right before we got married <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i do think long distance when there's an end goal like there has to be an end goal like we knew like we're getting married after these five weeks like there has to be an end goal it can't just be like i'll see you when eventually and it also helps when the reason why you're apart is that you're both one or the other or both are doing the thing that you love i mean we both everyone knows that comedians are creative people are like obsessed with their jobs and so we both respect the obsession whereas like when you're in a relationship where one is a is somebody like that and the other isn't then it's just like one person can take it personally or the other person cannot understand why they want more time whereas like i i we both respect the fact that like it's an obsessive job we i get it i don't take it you know what i mean i don't take it personally and and it's great that you don't yeah and we always take the time when we get back home to recap Make sure everything's okay and make sure we're well rested so that we can do what we love to do. People keep saying secret to long distance like we're in a long distance relationship. <laughs> yeah, right? We're not. We're actually not we're in a not. long distance relationship. We just don't post a lot. I, I, I've been in them. They're tough, man. <laughs> I feel like long distance relationships ha- uh, can only work if there's like a period of time. Long term, like eventually they're not going to work. Oh, yeah. But short term, it's fine. Like short term, you get over it. You know? Or sometimes they just work when they're long term. And then once you move in together, you're like l- long distance. And then once you're together, you're like, wait, I just liked the idea of this person on the phone. Yeah. That's and, happened and to you me know, before. The, the thing is that if, if it's a long distance relationship and neither has decided like who's going to be the one to sacrifice. Oh, yeah. That's tough, man. That's yeah. really tough. So... You know, we don't. I, you know what I think it is. I think a lot of people think that I still spend like a ton of time in Ireland, probably. Yeah. Which is not, you know, it's not really the case. Yeah. And that's, I mean, at the end of the day, we quietly had like we didn't even discuss it that much, but we we sort of like very quietly had a moment of like one of us is not going to be spending as much time where they live, and that was me. But it was easy for me because Mm -hmm. I've always had a life in both places. Yeah. And we're literally in the house right now that I always had. So it didn't feel like I was changing Sacrificing my life. Yeah, but I, I was a bit. But we love Ireland and I would move there in a second. <laughs> so yeah, so that's 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 that what's that that's what that's about. Um would you ever start an OnlyFans? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good question. When and where is your next couple vacation? So we famously never go on vacation. Famously? I mean, they can't talk about it enough on TMZ. (laughs) (laughs) Another month where (laughs) Hannah and Des haven't gone away. (laughs) 
What do you mean we famously never go on vacation? Babe, we, we, we've only known each other since July of 2020. It's not even three years since we met. We've been to Look, Tulum. We've been to Playa del Carmen. We've been to Aruba. We've been to Puerto Rico. We, you know, we've been to Ireland twice. Look, I liked the idea that I'm working so hard. I've never been on vacation, but you just exposed me. Sorry, we, we, we go on vacation. No, but we never went on a honeymoon. We never went on a honeymoon. Famously. We famously never went on a honeymoon. Because <laughs> we honestly were so... If you travel a oh lot... Oh my God, sorry, babe. Page six is on the phone. If you travel <laughs> a lot for work, then it's... If you travel a lot for work, the idea of finishing your wedding and the next day getting on a plane to deal with travel shit was not fun for us. And also, Especially we live on the beach. We live in West Hampton. It was like May. It was... We just wanted to lie down. But... The one I've never really been to Europe besides Ireland, and I went to Italy for two weeks once when I was sixteen at a tennis tournament that I ended up losing in the first round. That I'm not that I'm day. still upset about. But we are gonna go to Paris for the first time. We're going to Paris, and then we're going to Saint Tropez, and we're and going the to the French France. Open, and we're gonna see Leonardo DiCaprio on a yacht in the south of France. Um, that's but the it. idea behind the trip was to go to the French Open. To go to the French Open. Which was really like a one-year anniversary present, but we didn't have uh, a present to both of us. It wasn't like I was buying it for you or you, but, you know, but, yeah. uh, the, but it, it, I guess it's kind of like a honeymoon. Yeah, so if you guys have ever been to Paris, this is my first time. Send me any recs you have. Um, so we're experiencing a year of vacation together in the summer. Yeah, so we're going Paris for... Sunday, uh, Monday morning, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, give them the Thursday whole. <laughs> afternoon, we're going down, Thursday afternoon, we're flying down to Nice, renting a convertible, driving to Saint-Tropez, probably stop off in Cannes, uh, have the afternoon in Cannes. One of my favorite stories about Des is obviously he's very good at languages, but he doesn't know French, and then we were in a very difficult situation no i know i know know a little bit of french i did french in high school (laughs) okay we got stuck at like okay we actually did go to switzerland once yeah hannah's like i've never (laughs) been i've never been to europe except i actually flew into switzerland and skied in the french alps for five days but we it was like during a time where there was so this is hannah's second time going to france in the last two years (laughs) for somebody who's never been to france it's pretty amazing (laughs) no but there was some like covid thing happening where it was the it was the it was the beginning of omicron december 2021 omicron was was going crazy and society was (laughs) shutting down again so all the planes brought the 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 carriers brought on that you had to have a covid test within 24 hours yes so we went to we had a reservation at a certain time. We go to this place, and there is a full riot happening. People are like holding chairs. It was mayhem. It was the testing center next to the airport. I'm so in scared. And then Geneva. I look at Des. I'm like, I'm like, what are we gonna do? And there was, <laughs> there was literally like a hundred people outside. They're not speaking English. <laughs> so they're shouting that like, if you had an appointment for two thirty, you're not gonna get in until like four. And we had a flight that night. No, that afternoon. That afternoon, we, like, okay. We're literally like two and a half hours before our flight. Yeah. So, and then there's all these people like, you know, like they're like yeah. pointing at their watches and, I'm, and I'm, shit. I've blacked out at this point. I'm so scared. But luckily, I, I, had, I, had enough, I had enough French for um, to get the idea. That <laughs> I, I figured out what they were saying about the times. So for my but then, but, but hilariously, Hannah's like, can you go and argue? Like, Try to push me forward. I like, oh, argue with them. But we did eventually get in. No, so what happens is I don't know any French. I took Spanish in high school. 
they start yelling stuff. Des starts like responding, no, no, knowing no, what they're saying. No, the, the 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 time that you got surprised was when we finally got in. <laughs> she she was like asking us questions, and uh, she, the the question was, "Are you on business or vacation?" So I can't even know what the business was, but she was like something, 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 or uh, like vacances or mm-hmm. something. It's like vacation. Yeah, it's not that hard. And you were, and I went, I went vacances, and Hannah was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I was like, "This man is a genius. He just learned French in the last ten minutes." I don't even know if that's right, but the, the, whatever, whatever it was, whatever I responded was, correctly, and it. Hannah was very surprised. So anyway, I love going on European adventures with you. I am going on one of many vacations that I've been going on, and I'm gonna hopefully stop dreaming about tennis and des this was so much fun having you on this this got surprisingly deep and beautiful yeah, it's, it's burning in hell man also I'm, I'm convinced i said some of those things before i'm burning in hell but i, I hope it's been a I'm long wrong. time and the little devils we don't have great memories um you also did something pretty exciting i mean you filmed a lot of specials in your career but you filmed a special at the comedy cellar recently correct um, how is this special different from all the other specials? That's <laughs> I mean, a Jewish proverb. <laughs> how is tonight different than the other nights? It's not that different. It's just that this is the first time I recorded something in the States, number one. Mm-hmm. And it, honestly, I, some of the bits I recorded are actually bits that I've recorded before. But like, you know, they were in Ireland. You know, jokes just like there's a couple of like the seasoning is a little different for mm-hmm. an American audience. You so, talk about me a lot. Very rarely. <laughs> in fact, the if it remains in the episode, the bit where you were complaining to me about shouting, I have a, that. That's the one bit that's pretty much directly about you. Is just about how like the the, the queen's kind of like the passion of, of a of a queen's accent and, and kind of like the way I was raised sometimes can be misconstrued as yelling or you know. But it's just like. It's like when you listen to WFAN. Like, if anyone, you know, I know your your fans aren't wouldn't be big WFAN listeners, but like sometimes, no like me. they're like literally roaring at each other, but they're not like angry. They're just like passionately talking about sports. Yes, and sometimes I passionately talking about something, and it can be taken as a aggression. But this is like a full, like really for your Irish and American audience. This special. No, this special is definitely for. An American audience. This special is for people that have never seen me before. Actually, true. That, that that's that's what I would suggest is the big difference. Yeah. I, if 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 the only people that watch this are are people that were fans of mine before and they're like, I've actually seen a lot of these bits. That will be a failure to me. The reason why I record, see, because there's some bits that you do, and then what happens is I came to the states. I started gigging around the United States. They just became better for an American audience. I'm not saying they're they're better routines, but I, I, to be honest, I think that they are. I think those the routines that I recorded before that I recorded again are because I made them better, yeah, like a lot better, yeah. From gigging around the states, it's just different, you know. People don't know me here. Like mm-hmm. when I walk on stage in Ireland, people know who I am. They don't know me here, so you have to you have to win them over. And when you're trying to win people over, you actually your bits get better. That's yeah. the truth. So I wanted to put the the I'm trying to win you over special, yeah, out and. That, that's what this is. I am so excited for it to be ready to come out. I think all the little devils and the gigglers are going to love it. Um, I didn't let Hannah come. <laughs> I, rec- we both did. Like, I didn't really, I didn't want to add any nervous energy to the room. You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't like having people I know around me. 
It's like when, if you um, were a tennis player. Exactly. And like, if you're about to play the US Open finals and I feel like I can make you nervous for a second, I'm not going. Because you know what? I want you to win. But if you don't win, that's okay. And if you don't win, you're still what is it? worthy. A I loser. Don't know. Yeah, yeah, but see this this is <laughs> this is the programming that you need to change. <laughs> This is the programming that you need to change. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that's what I wanted to do. Plus, you know, it's at the cellar, so the vibe is good. Yeah. And uh, so people, listen, it's, it's going to be a while before it comes out. So we're not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to promo the special. No, but I'm just you, I'm letting you, you, people you, know it's in you, the works. You, you, yeah, you're, you're, you're bringing it up. Um, and then in terms of my shows, go to hannahburn.com. I'm going to be in Terrytown. West Hampton sold out, but I have an, another show in September. I'm going to go to Oklahoma City, Louisville. I have Vegas this weekend. If you guys are bored, come to Vegas on Friday, the Wind Theater. Let's fucking party. Um, and I have a ton more dates. Texas, Chicago, like every place I probably have coming this fall. Hannahburn.com. Check it out. By the way, I have Buffalo June 8th. Does his Buffalo June 8th. Bravo by gays. Bravo come by gays show. is going to come to the show. <laughs> I hope so. I love. I, 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 no, he'll this, come. He's this is, this is a call out. Yeah, he's. Oh, so you're calling his ass out? Yeah, to I haven't come discussed. To the show. It. I haven't discussed. No, he's he's come to so many great shows and Buffalo, he's like the best. Uh, I I also have uh, Toronto in July. That's a good one for people to know. Oh. Saratoga Springs. I was just in, in Toronto in August. Oh, I'm going to go to Saratoga Springs. Oh, and I just added. I actually, I just, I forgot. I haven't even told you this yet. I added Bridgeport and New Brunswick, Bridgeport, Connecticut, and New yeah. Brunswick, New Jersey. Those two stress factories. Oh, fun. So I've added those. But yeah, Saratoga Springs. I'm going to go with Paige. Nice. So make a party. Maybe Sierra will come. Anyway, we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to our silly little relationship. And thank adopt Abby. Adopt Abby and come to our shows. And you guys are the best. I love my little doubles more than anything. Bye. <laughs>